0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at KingsgateHobbs.com. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. Wherever you are today, be encouraged because church is not canceled. Even though we don't have a congregation in this building, church is not canceled and it never will be. Church will never be canceled because you have made Jesus, the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords, your Savior, and He lives in your heart. Church will never be canceled in your heart. Solomon said, How, how are we going to make this sanctuary for you? The mystery of the ages. How will you inhabit this sanctuary, the ancient temple? Praise God. The mystery of the ages was revealed through Jesus. Lord God, you were it was never meant to be that you would only inhabit, inhabit a physical sanctuary. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You inhabit, you inhabit your people. And you inhabit the praises of your people, God, wherever they are. At home, I'm speaking to you today. Brother, sister, friend, mom, Dad, aunt, uncle, grandpa, grandma, whoever's listening to this message today. I speak the peace of God upon you. I speak the peace of God upon you. That was such an anointed song. I speak the peace of God upon you. And let me read this verse to you. It's a priestly blessing. Number 6, 24. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. And God Almighty, in verse 27, he said, And whenever the priests bless the people of Israel in my name, I myself will bless them. Well, guess what? Now that Jesus lives within you, you are a king, and you're a priest, and you're an heir, and you're a child of God. So anytime you declare this blessing, it's going out in power and might. All over. Scripture says God's word will not return to him void. It accomplishes what he sends it to accomplish. Let me read that to you again. They sang such a beautiful worship song. They sang this. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace, his perfect peace. Now that word peace is amazing because... Shalom in the Hebrew is multifaceted. We understand that Hebrew and Greek are much richer languages than English. We have to use so many words many times to capture the same meaning of one word in Hebrew. But look at this. The Hebrew word for shalom means you're not missing anything. You're not lacking any good thing. You're healed. You're whole. You're restored. You're brand new in Him. You are blessed, which means you have everything you need and more. You're God. El Shaddai, the God of the universe that you believe in today, the God that you call your God. He's a personal God. He said, I am the Lord, your God. That same God has fixed you. You're no longer broken. Whoever's hearing that at the sound of my voice today, let it be so in your heart. Just let it be settled in your heart. Let it be settled in your heart. The same God that saved you is the same God who will keep you and hold you and preserve you Until the coming of Jesus. And i got to remind you of this. Romans chapter 8 says, Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor tribulations, nor circumstances, nor height, nor depth, nor length, or width can separate you from His love. And I pray that today you be given a reminder, not only a reminder of God's love, but a revelation of His perfect love, agape love. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you today, Father. We thank you for this service being held all over the city, different places in New Mexico, different places in Texas. Wherever else this message is going out to today, God, wherever it goes, we know that your word will not return void. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, our senior partner. We can't do this without you. Be welcome in this house. Be welcome. Be welcome, God, among your people. You're always welcome, Holy Spirit. Lord, give everyone a tailor-made word for their needs today. Let it be a rhema word. We praise you. We thank you and we glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I know you may be alone at home right now. You may be with family. But right where you are, wherever you are, let's give the Lord a clap offering for our worship team today and for his presence being in this house. Go right ahead. We love you guys. God bless you. Welcome to Kingsgate Church. Thank you guys so much. Love you all very much. That's the Kingsgate Worship team. They also do worship for Centro Victoria, our Spanish service. It is a pleasure to be with everyone in the house today. I keep saying in the house because it's my habit, and here I am in the house. I really wanted to be with all of you today in person. We can't be. Praise God. That's okay. Pursuant and according to the governor's orders late yesterday afternoon, our Easter services will be held online only. So, here's what I want you to do. I want you to remember that we have podcasts. Those are uploaded every Monday morning. Those podcasts are this mes- They're these messages in English and in Spanish. And I think the podcast is for Kingsgate Church, but you can also find this at kingsgatehobs.com. Kingsgate, www.kingsgatehobs.com. We have the audio, and we're recording it right now. You can check out these sermons at any time on the website or... On iTunes, you you can uh, download the podcast, listen to that, stream it, all right? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Once again, everybody, I want to remind you, even, even if we're not meeting in groups right now, like we want to, and the size of groups we want to, you can still meet in a connect group through video conferencing, over the phone. You can call each other. We encourage you right now. If you're not part of a connect group, right now is the perfect time to join a connect group be part of that. Or you say, man, I want to host a connect group. Well, do that by video conferencing. Do that by conference call. Do that over the phone. And if you have questions about that, get with us on our Facebook page. You want to host a connect group. Those of you that are members of Kingsgate Church or Centro Victoria will be happy to get with you about that. So today, without further ado, I'd like to get into the word. First of all, Jesus is alive. He lives and Jesus, He is the living one. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 53, verse 3, and I know that this this chapter is something else because it's it's rough. It was predicted. Um, it was predicted 700 years. It was written 700 years before Jesus suffered this. We understand in Isaiah 53 that. According to verse 3, this was predicted long before Jesus was even born, long before God was born into a human body through the Virgin Mary. All right? Isaiah 53, verse 3. Read along with me if you have this at home. If you don't, praise God. We're going to have this on our screens, and you should be able to see this at home on Facebook Live. Isaiah 53, verse 3. He was despised and rejected. It's talking about Jesus, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. It's talking about the people of Jesus' day when he was, he was suffering and he was beaten and he was crucified. Verse 4, yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows. One translation says sorrows. But if you look in the, in the footnotes, it says our, it was our sicknesses he carried. We know that sickness brings sorrow. But he carried our sickness and our sorrow. And they weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. Oh, we know that's not true. He was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. He loved us. Scripture says Christ loved us while we were yet sinners. We have left God's paths to follow our own, yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. Your past, present, and future sins, they were laid on Jesus. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream. But he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong and had never deceived anyone, but he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. 700 years before it even happened, this was written. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life, and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. Wow. And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear all their sins. Look at this, verse 12. I will give him the honors of a victorious soldier. Scripture says he's been given a name that is above every name. Because he exposed himself to death, he was was counted among the rebels. He bore the sins of many and interceded for rebels. Let's pray again real quick. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you because your word is going forth with power today, Lord God. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. And we know that no weapon can stop your word. No matter what happens, your word will go out with power today. All over the airwaves, through the internet, through radio, uh, Facebook, and, and television. It's happening all over the planet, God. And especially right now. In our home country of the united states of america the word is going out with power lord god we love to meet together we will always meet together where we can but we know this it was never your heart to only meet together in a church building and because of that we thank you because your word is going out in power today in ways that maybe it has not gone out before Maybe it's a fresh new way for someone. Lord, if there's someone tuning into this stream today that it's their first time or they hear this later or they hear the audio, Lord, speak to them through your word because your word is power. You hold up the entire universe with the word of your power. That's what Scripture says. We thank you for your word today. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Once again, I am excited to be in your home today, in your vehicle today. Who knows? Who knows where you're listening to this stream today? But we know, according to Scripture, God is love. He doesn't have love, He is love. He is the embodiment of love. So, in this series, what's love got to do with it? Today, we're going to talk about Jesus, the Christ, Jesus, the Living One. Just a few basic points. I just want to talk about Jesus and give him all the glory and honor and praise today. Why? Because had he not risen again, we wouldn't even be able to feel his presence. Had he not risen again, we wouldn't be able to talk to God confidently. Had he not died for our sins and risen again, and had we not accepted Jesus in our hearts, we wouldn't be able to enter into the Holy of Holies through his perfect blood. And today is the day I pray that you recognize that. You and everybody in your family, you and everybody in your home listening to this, whoever listens to this later, I prophesy to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you get a revelation and a realization. May it settle heavily upon you today that he's the one true God. You can't kill the living God. He's the creator of life. They kept him down for three days, but that's it. He came back. Jesus, the living one, number one today. He suffered. And oh, did he suffer. You just read through Isaiah 53, verse 3 through 12 with me. Jesus suffered. What blew me away this week, I was sitting right here in this sanctuary with my wife, praying. And we we come and meet in here six days a week, my wife and I, and we pray. And Pastor Fabian joins us, and we join him, and we get in here, and we just pray. And one morning, we were just sitting in here, and I was praying seated right next to my wife, and God began to speak to me. And I was reminded that, wow, I should have been the one. I should have suffered all of the punishment that Jesus took. I take it personally. Every time I read it, it has become a revelation to me. And I take it personally every time I read his word, and I say, you know what? That was intended for me. But Jesus looked up through the centuries and through the millennia, And I believe he saw my face, and I believe he saw your faces. He saw your face, and you know what he said? He said, this blood, it's for you, and it's so you can be right with me, and it's so you can be in heaven with me someday. And he said, I'm suffering all this for you. I believe that. And I believe, like the old song says, when he was on the cross, I was on his mind, and so were you. He took the punishment I deserved, and he turned it into healing. He suffered for the ones punishing him. Take a moment and think about that. He was suffering for the ones that were actually brutally beating him and the ones who punished him and made him carry his cross and the ones who nailed him to his cross. He was actually suffering punishment for them as well. That blood he shed was not only for them. It's for me. It's for you. It's for everyone that would call upon the name of the Lord our God. So we know that number one, Jesus suffered. And this is all love. You say, what's love got to do with it? What an interesting question. What an interesting title for a series or for a message. What's love got to do with it? Everything. Because everything did, Jesus did was in love. He confronted Pharisees. It was done in love. You say, oh man, he was tough. Yeah, but he spoke the truth in love. You say, what What, what else did he do? He, he suffered and he did that in love. Every time he spoke, he did that in perfect love. Every time Jesus did something, every time he took a step and healed the sick and noticed the blind or the lame or those that were underprivileged that's a word that we've used all these years underprivileged, disadvantaged. Jesus took account of them. Jesus was c- concerned with the poor and the brokenhearted and the mistreated and those that didn't fit in. One time Jesus stopped a funeral and he knew. Because he was God in the flesh. And Scripture says the Spirit was poured out upon him without measure. So he was operating in all the gifts of the Spirit. All right? Eight of the nine, all the time, he was operating, operating in them. He didn't operate in the gift of tongues, according to Scripture. But he operated in the word of knowledge, word of wisdom. He knew stuff. He knew what was going on. He stopped a funeral one time. And the funeral was a widow woman. So she didn't have her husband. Her husband had passed away. And her only son had died, and Jesus was concerned enough to stop the funeral. Scripture says that when he touched the coffin, the funeral procession stopped. Can you imagine the authority of the King of Kings? He walked up and simply touched the coffin, and the funeral procession stopped. And when it stopped, he told the lady, Woman, don't cry. And he told that young man to get up, and he got up. Can you imagine? He got that young man up out of that coffin. He stopped the the funeral. So here's what I'm saying to you today. Today is not a funeral day. It's a day of rejoicing. Jesus, you say, man, he wasn't given a proper funeral. His burial was was crazy, man. He was buried in a rich man's grave. He did not need a funeral because he prophesied. He said, I will return. And he came back just like he said. And thank God for that because he suffered for me. And he suffered knowing full well he had it all on his mind. I'm going to come back and I'm going to administer the covenant that I have promised in my blood. The new covenant of my blood. See, covenants are always sealed by blood. So number one, we know that Jesus, he suffered. That was part of the covenant. It was prophesied by Isaiah. Prophesied by Isaiah the prophet said he took all of our sins and our sorrows, our sicknesses, our griefs. He was a man acquainted with grief and sorrow and he took it all upon him. Number one. What's love got to do with it? Well, Jesus, the living one, he suffered all because of love, all because he loves me and because he loves you. Number two, after suffering, he died. Scripture says he gave his life, he laid it down. Let's go to John chapter 10, verse 18, real quickly. Go to John chapter 10, verse 18. I like what he says here. Jesus said, No one can take my life from me. There's been historians on and off throughout the years, they said, what a wimp. He did this and that. Oh, no, 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 no. You're talking about God in the flesh. There's never been anyone before his life or during his life or since that was like him. He said, no one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily. For I have the authority to lay it down when I want to and also to take it up again. For this is what my father has commanded. And that is exactly what he did. He laid his life down so that we could live with Him forever. He even died. Here we go. He suffered for the ones who punished and killed Him. He even died for the ones who killed Him. And w- when He was on that cross, once again, I was on His mind. So were you. I was on His mind and so were you. He looked down through the quarters of time and said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just call out some names. I'm going to save Jeff. I'm going to save Mary. I'm going to save Leticia. I'm going to save Jessica. I'm going to save Mona. I'm going to save Matthew or Jennifer or Barry or Valeria or Josh. I'm going to save Jorge. I'm going to save Beatrice or Sammy or Cruz. He looked through the corridors of time and said, I'm going to save them because they're worth it. They're worth it. And I'm going to shed my perfect, everlasting blood for them because it's the only way they can be with me in heaven. He gave his life. He laid it down. He died all for love. Now let's go to number three today. And this this is part of the climax of the story, and that is that Jesus rose again. After having been brutally punished and mistreated, he was brutalized, he suffered and died, but Scripture says he was resurrected. Now, there are folks that say, well, how do you know that? And, oh, that didn't happen. And they're quick to say that. But it's interesting that we have more record of Jesus, his life, and his death, and his burial, and his resurrection. We have more evidence that Jesus existed than we do that Julius Caesar existed. Theologians and historians have said that there are only about 18 manuscripts we have in existence that prove that Julius Caesar existed, and people believe that real quickly. But you start talking about sin, and the cross, and sacrifice, and they want to push that away and say, no, he didn't exist. Oh, he existed. And after he died and rose again, he appeared to hundreds of people hundreds of them, hundreds of people. And you know what he did? He showed up and did what he said he was going to do. He got up out of that grave. Let's go to Revelation 118, and he did it all for us, all because of love. What's love got to do with it? I tell you again, everything. I am the living one, Jesus said. I died, but look, I am alive, one translation says, forever. Forevermore, he says here, forever and ever, and I call, I hold the keys of death and the grave. So you say, man, uh, man, death is a scary thing, or the grave is a scary thing. No, not if you've accepted Jesus, because all authority has been given to him. He now holds the keys to death and the grave. He said, I am the living one. I died, but look, I'm alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and the grave. No matter what the enemy says, no matter what the enemy does, the fact remains, the truth remains. That Jesus is alive. There's there's empirical evidence. There's proof. There's historical manuscripts. Did you know that we have thousands, multiple thousands of manuscripts of the Old and New Testament? 5,800 copies of one and about 8,000 copies of the other. Manuscripts proving these people wrote this stuff down thousands of years ago. And many of them were eyewitnesses of God's power and His plan. But folks are quick to say, oh, no, he didn't do that. No, here's the truth of the matter. We know that he died. We know that he rose again. And because he rose again, his disciples were changed. The same ones who ran away when he was crucified, they were the ones that became history makers and world changers. They showed up. And, of course, I'm going to get into my next point here in a minute. But they knew that he had risen, and they saw him. You don't have people show back up after being cowards. Scared to death. We've all been there before. And they they said, oh, all of a sudden, we didn't see Jesus. He didn't rise again, but we're going to believe everything he said. No, Jesus showed up and showed him the nail marks in his hands. And he said, I'm here. Peace be upon you. And he spoke to them. For a period of about seven weeks after his resurrection, Jesus appeared to folks. Hundreds of people. He appeared to them. And he said, I'm alive. I'm the risen one. And he began to minister to his his disciples, and he said, the Holy Spirit's on the way now. Get ready. Wait for my promise in Jerusalem, he told them. And he did that too. So, number four today, Jesus Christ, the living one, number four, after rising from the grave, after raising himself from the dead, number four, he sent the Holy Spirit. Let's go to John chapter 16, verse 5. John 16, verse 5. I love how this... States this right here. He says, but now I'm going away to the one who sent me. And not one of you is asking where I am going. He's talking to his disciples. He said, instead, you grieve because what I've told you. All they could think about, and it was to their own credit, was that they just weren't going to have Jesus with them anymore. He said, instead, you grieve because what I've told you. His disciples loved him. But look at this. He said, but in fact, it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't. The advocate, that's one of the words he uses for the Holy Spirit, won't come. The helper, the comforter, the paraclete. If I do go away, however, then I will send him to you. He says, I have to leave now so I can send the Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus in bodily form, he could walk through walls, he could eat food, he could disappear and reappear, he was in a glorified body. But the beauty of having, him having sent the Holy Spirit is now God can manifest his presence all over the planet at once. Jesus, when he was on the earth, was in a small region, the little area of Israel there, Galilee, Judea. He was in that area. Now, because Jesus went back to the Father and we've accepted him, he said, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has the ability to manifest God's presence all over the world At the same time, in your homes today, while you listen to this, in your vehicle, at work, wherever you are, wherever you are, God can manifest his presence now through the Holy Spirit. Jesus sent us the Holy Spirit. Look at that. Let's go to John 16, 13. John 16, 13. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will what? Tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. Hmm, That's a beautiful thing right there. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. Remember, the Holy Spirit will never contradict God's word. Ever. If he doesn't contradict God's word, he will not contradict Jesus. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. What's next there? All that belongs to the Father is mine, Jesus said. This is why I said, the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. Thank you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit is known as the comforter. Many of you need comfort in your lives right now for some reason or another. He's the encourager. He's the counselor, the advocate. He's the one who helps. One Greek word used for the Holy Spirit says he's the paraclete. Paracletos. What does that mean? Well, in battle, back in the day, in this first century, that, that part of history, Paracletos was a warrior who would stand back to back with you. You were a soldier, someone else would stand back-to-back with you, and they had your back. And you could fight off a lot of people if you're fighting back-to-back, because no one can get around you, they can't flank you. So in the same way, the Holy Spirit has your back, God has your back. Scripture says in Psalms, it says He has surrounded us with favor, as with a shield. That was prophetic. He surrounds us with His favor, and now He does it by His Holy Spirit. He's always surrounding you with favor. As with a shield. There are folks out there today that, at the sound of my voice, you were sad. You were sad that we weren't having in person services. You'd be encouraged today. The Spirit of God is with you. The Spirit of God is with you. God is for you. He is with you. And I want to promise you this right now He lives within you. If you've accepted Him, Scripture says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Maybe there's folks listening to this message today that say, man, I've never accepted Jesus, or I need to just get right with God. This is the perfect day for you to do that. Why? Because it's Resurrection Sunday. You see, we have Sunday service every week. Once again, church is not canceled, whether it's online or otherwise. And we're online right now only. We're not having in-person services. But I want to repeat this to you. Church is not canceled because you can have church anywhere in the meantime. You can have church anywhere. The same God that saved you and keeps you and heals you, He's the God who lives in you now by His Holy Spirit. You can have church anywhere. You be encouraged, all right? You're going to be with your Christian brothers and sisters soon enough. And also today, don't you forget, after church service, beginning at 1130 a.m., we're going to have a drive-through Easter basket giveaway, okay? at our back parking lot here, here at 300 East Marlin. So you can show up. We're going to be keeping social distancing and all that. If we have to put the packages and attach them to a football and launch them into your car, you're going to get an Easter basket today if you come and show up today after church, all right? But once again, be encouraged because faithful is the one who promised. God is with you. Remember, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. The same God, the same Jesus. Jesus, the living one. If we could put that on the screens. Jesus, the living one. Yeah, that's him. The one who rose again. He said, I died, but now I'm alive forever and ever. Jesus, the living one. Number one, all because of love, because he loves you. He cares about you. He's concerned about you. You were on his mind. He suffered, number one. Number two, he died. Number three, oh, this is huge, He rose again. And number four, He sent the Holy Spirit. Because He suffered and died and rose again, He fulfilled all His promises. He did everything by the book He had written. Everything by the old covenant. He satisfied so many prophecies, fulfilled so many things. All of a sudden now, you can enter into the Holy of Holies by the name of Jesus, by His blood. And now He sent the Holy Spirit to you. And you can have a holy of holy experience in church, at home, in your vehicle. I know because I've lived it. Some of you have experienced this as well. God's presence and anointing can fall on you wherever you are. You don't have to be discouraged during this time. Don't you dare be discouraged, in fact. Now is the time to encourage yourself in the Lord like David. Call somebody today. If you're struggling, say, man, I, I miss church, but... Hey, here you are, Facebook online. You didn't miss church. Call somebody today. Tell them you love them. You say, man, I, I'm feeling a little bit lonely. If you're feeling lonely, imagine the multitudes of people out there feeling lonely today. Call somebody. Text them. Post something on Facebook. Direct message someone. Whatever means you got to use today. Say hi to a neighbor out in the yard. Tell them Jesus loves them. Pray for somebody today. Say, man, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to see anybody today. I've been at home. Pray for them from your house and call them. There's so many things you can do. And you be encouraged today because God is with you, He's for you, and He lives within you. What's love got to do with it, I ask you again? Everything. Everything. It was all about love. It was all about love. And when God loved us, He sent Jesus to die for us while we were yet sinners. And because we love God, we respond to His love. He loved us first. We respond to His love. And now, because we love Him, we obey Him. And we love Him and we love others. And that sums up the entire Bible. Love God and love your neighbor. And that's going to be our practice for life. That's your homework for this week. Walk with God. Put Him first. Read the Word. Pray and talk to people about Jesus. Share your faith. Love somebody somehow. Check on a neighbor. Check them out. See what they need. Help somebody at the store. Think about somebody. Go, go beyond the boundaries of your own body and your own needs and your own desires and what you need. God's taking care of you. He's taking care of you. He always has and he always will. Now look to someone else's needs like scripture says. Don't just be worried about your needs. Look to the needs of others. Let's pray today if you would please. Let's pray. I know you need this. I need this and it pleases God. Let's pray. Father we honor you today. Perfect. Just relax as you, you give in to God's presence today. Relax as you give into God's presence. Take a deep breath. Last week's done. We meet on Sundays because it's the first day of the week and it's the day that Jesus was resurrected. In the Russian language, their word for Sunday has to do with the res- resurrection. Beautiful. Well, today is Resurrection Sunday, but for you and for me, those who believe in Jesus, Resurrection Sunday is every Sunday because that is the Lord's day. And we dedicate it and set it aside and set it apart for him and for his glory. If there's anyone at the sound of my voice who says, Pastor Matt, I'm struggling. I've never accepted Jesus before. That's number one on my list today. You say, I've never accepted him. I want you to pray with me this prayer. And God's going to make you right with himself by your faith and your confession and what he's already done on the cross. Let's pray together. Repeat after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I am so sorry for my sins cleanse me by the blood of jesus the perfect blood of god in the flesh forgive me lord i need you now more than ever and i believe that you died and you rose again so that i could spend eternity with you i believe and i confess with my mouth that jesus is not only my savior he is my lord I thank you, Lord. Jesus, take residence in my heart by faith, by the Holy Spirit. I believe in Jesus' name. Now, there's others out there who say, Man, Pastor Matt, I've accepted Jesus, but I'm struggling. I need to get right with God. Let's pray for that right now in Jesus' name, wherever you are. Just bow your head and pray with me. Go ahead. Right wherever you are, God is big enough to close the gap. He said in the Old Testament, Am I not a God who is nearby and a God who is far off? Oh, he's... He's here and He's there. He's omnipresent. He is with you by His Spirit. So let me pray over you. In Jesus' name, Lord God, whoever's out there at the sound of my voice and says, I'm struggling, I need to get back into relationship with God, Lord God, restore them immediately. You said in 1 John chapter 1, If we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That letter was written to believers like ourselves, those who have already, already believed in Jesus. Maybe they messed up. We don't practice sin, but, Lord, we mess up at times. We make mistakes. I'm always coming to you and saying, Lord, if that attitude wasn't right, work in me. Lord, I'm sorry for that. Work in me. And, Lord, they can do that from home now. In the name of Jesus, convict and heal by the power of your Holy Spirit wherever they are. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for Resurrection Sunday. It's a day like no other day. We worship you, Father, because you are faithful. And now, in Jesus' name, in closing that prayer, I want to just tell you this. I want to look you in the eye as well as I can. And I want to tell you this, those that are listening, God is with you. He hasn't forgotten about you, He's not lost control of the situation. Some of you are like, What's going on? I know, I know. And we all respond differently. Some people get angry, some people get sad, some people get scared. Some people walk in fear. Others have flashes of fear, worry, or concern. But look, I promise you, God is still on His throne. Nothing has changed in His heaven. His universe is running as He wants it to run right now. And you as people of God, once you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, He is in control of your life. Don't you ever forget that. God is with you and for you. May He bless you and smile upon you, be gracious to you, give you of His favor and of His perfect peace today. I want to encourage you today... As I close, don't forsake the art of giving. You say, is it an art? Well, it's part of the covenant. You never want to stop giving in the middle of a crisis because that means you don't get blessed in the middle of a crisis. You say, man, that sounds like bribery. Am I giving just to be blessed? No, I'm giving because I need to be blessed. I give because the Lord has taught us, according to his word, that we're able to overcome greed when we give tithes and offerings and giving to other people but at the same time we are adding value to his covenant and we're also taking part in his covenant you've heard the saying put your money where your mouth is well what does that mean well in our case it means if you love God give to his kingdom that's it if you love him you're going to obey his word his scripture says bring the tithes into the storehouse well there ain't a lot of tithe bringing today into the storehouse all right you're giving online, and we're going to give you instructions for that. We have links. We have ways to give on kingsgatehobs.com. We also have a text-to-give program that I think you're really going to enjoy. It's simple. It's to the point, and we love you today. Let me pray over your tithes and offerings, all right? Father, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the opportunity to give. Luke 6, 38 says, give, and it shall be given unto you. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10 says, bring your tithes and offerings into the storehouse. And you said this, God. You said in your word, prove me, prove me and give and see if I will not open up the windows of heaven to open up, to pour out a blessing on you, you cannot receive. We call that forth today, the blessing of God. We will not just give give in times of crisis. We give before, during, and after a crisis because you've commanded it. We need the blessing and we're part of your covenant. We are your people. And we thank you today for your goodness, Father. And we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. So keep loving people. Keep forgiving. Keep speaking honorably of governing governing authorities. All right? Let God convict you about that. But at the same time, you can pray for those in authority. Scripture commands that. All right? Keep praying for others. Let God work in your life through this season. He's not done with you yet. I prophesy to you today in the name of Jesus, this is the beginning for you. This is the beginning. It's exciting, and God has so much more. For you today, we love you very much. We'll see you on Facebook Live on Wednesday at 6:05 p.m. and next Sunday at 10 a.m. We'll be updating you to any changes as to any changes for in-person services. For now, we're meeting in Facebook uh, only on Facebook Live. All right, love you. God bless you. Don't forget drive-through Easter baskets today, 11:30 a.m. to 1:30 p.m. I'm gonna just tell you right now, all come at once if you want. Don't wait till 1:30 p.m. Show up soon, all right? Show up in the next 27 minutes because we're going to be giving out Easter baskets. You deserve it today because we love you. Jesus died for you. We'll see you soon, all right? See you Wednesday. God bless you.